Welcome back to the Cherry Picker Podcast. This is Ziggy. This is Donnie. And Dylan. On today's episode, we will be discussing the Astros news that broke over the past couple of days. It's gotten even bigger um, than it was when it was initially broken by, what was it, Ken Rosenthal and John Boy and... Mike and, Fires. And, well, Mike Fires, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the people, the media. Jeff Passan, yeah. Reddit. Everybody. The Reddit detectives were out of full force. I was one of them. We're going to uh, react to that and go in on the new news. We're also going to touch on the NFL players that are coming up this weekend. Um, and we will also talk about the you know, dog shit that is the NBA fan vote and how much I hate that. But before we get into that, today's episode, like all episodes this season, are sponsored by our fantastic fellows at Gotham Escape Room in Philadelphia. They've invited us out there multiple times. We've tried multiple rooms, and we're going to go back and try the rest of them. They have very well-constructed rooms and extremely well-detailed rooms. They're adding new puzzles all the times. So if you've already done a room, it may have actually changed since the last time you've gone there. We've personally been to other escape rooms around the eastern seaboard, and we were just haphazardly tossed inside a room, figured out a few puzzles, um, and then we were able to escape, not really feeling like we really accomplished anything however the folks at gotham escape room have changed our perspective on escape rooms completely the game masters they are very passionate seem to really care about our experience and they call the rooms adventures and we believe this is a perfect description we feel like we were immersed inside a different reality and we had to figure out a variety of well-crafted puzzles and tasks <coughs> excuse me to get to the end of the story um they have so many different themes uh to choose from they have stuff that are more of a horror scary theme they have thriller rooms as well uh, they also have rooms from different time periods, like a medieval kingdom to uh, Frankenstein's laboratory in a 19th century kind of steampunk uh, mission. They also have cinematic ones, as well as an adult-themed mafia casino. There's an adventure for every single one of you. They've partnered with us today to support the podcast, and if you use discount code Jerry, you can get 20% off your next adventure. Go to GothamEscapeRoom.com for more details. That's discount code Jerry, 20% off GothamEscapeRoom.com for more details 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 like usual starting off with the drink now before we get into what the drink is what i will say is we tried recording this yesterday we usually do our recordings um thursday afternoon but somebody we're not naming names it may have been me or me or not Dylan. Really? Dylan. It was really just only not me. That's all we know. Well, it wasn't it was, me. It was your computer. So, yes, we, we forgot it to wasn't plug, my plug in the microphone mixer. We is not me. To the laptop. So, there was no recording of the microphones other than through a laptop mic. And it sounded awful. We realized this about 25 minutes in, and we had a drink. Donovan brought a what? What'd you bring? I think it was it, good to grow. We're also just stupid college kids. We forgot. Um, well, not we. Me and Ziggy are stupid college kids. Thank you. Um, but um, I am a stupid college kid. So too. Um, but the drink was. It's a thing called Good to Grow. Pretty sure it's like this children's drink. Um, it it was like a hundred percent juice. It said no sugar added, but there was clearly sugar added. And it. Well, if there um, wasn't tax on it, there wasn't sugar added. It had no. There was tax on it. There's tax on everything. <laughs> um. The sugar tax, not the... The, um... It had, like, a little dinosaur head on the top. I only got it for the creativity of the design and not, like, the drink flavor. It was flavored... It said fruit punch on it, but it also... It was apple juice. It looked like apple juice. It was apple tasted juice. like apple juice, But yeah. it really wasn't from apples. It was, like, apple juice from, like, a... 
from pears or something? No, from like shout out to all like the pears. chemically chemically produced apples. That's what it was. Well, yeah, most most apples are produced through a variety of natural chemical reactions. Uh, unnatural chemicals. Oh, unnatural chemical reactions. Oh, it was gross. So not That's like what test I'm tube at. babies, like test tube apples. <laughs> test tube babies. It was Jesus. gross. Um, it was. I don't think it was that bad. We it wasn't it terrible. Yesterday. I rated it a six. I said five. Don rated it a five, and Dylan rated it a four. Four, yeah. Um, it wasn't that bad. The T Rex head did definitely add to it. It was kind of like in a container, the shape and the size of like a huggy. Yeah. You guys had those when you were kids. Don thought it was Danimals. Don well, the way that it opened up, it kind of looked like a Danimals. I'm just saying. It it it, it had it was. Now I know what a huggy is because I I remembered when it when you says, were talking about it. When you say Danimals, people are gonna go back to the Irish moss and be like, oh, that's. They they sell uh they sell the local at the local corner store by my house they sell uh they sell huggies they sell huggies for a dollar the big bring that in bring that in for the next drink a big like the big sixteen ounces yeah 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 bring that in jeez that's enough sugar to feed a farm for about two months good stuff yeah I remember I remember this is that good stuff is that good good absolutely um but yeah it had about four sips in it Don paid over two dollars for lost I got candy too he put the yes. Not with the T-Rex. It didn't come, like, as a pair. No, but he, I'm so happy that I got the candy. Candy was good. Didn't help Dylan, but it helped me. Yeah. So, Dylan, do you want to kind of explain why Why the other reason we had to stop recording uh, yesterday? Keep it, keep it, uh, you know, keep it G. Yeah. When a fish gets pulled from the ocean, the very deep parts of the ocean, their swim bladder inflates. And essentially, I felt like my swim bladder inflated. However, they couldn't vent me like you do a fish because that involves stabbing somebody in the stomach. So basically, I was a balloon of pain. And in, in a lot of pain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we were sitting here trying to record, and then Ziggy said something that he he was clearly trying to get a reaction from Dylan, and Dylan sat back as Sharon said, I can't argue. <laughs> and then when we, we said, we're going to take a, a technical break, and so we stopped recording. Dylan gets up, makes sound because he's in pain, and then proceeds to uh, lie on the floor. He moves the mic, uh, the microphone down, so he can try and talk. And then when he tries to get up, he's in more pain. It was bad. It, it was, was bad. a lot of farting. A lot. <laughs> we said keep it G, but no, that's keeping it that's G, G, I guess. They, they do that shit in like Moana, right? Everybody farts. Everybody. I think it's poop. I don't think everybody farts. Everybody <coughs> farts. Uh, but before we get into that, our main topics, I mean, best things we saw in the past week plus a day. Okay. So if you would like to start, Don. Well, real quick, I'm going to I'm gonna go into the best thing that I talked about yesterday um, before we had to stop. But um, the the sad thing was that, and, the, and a good thing, I guess, was that uh, Circles by Mac – Miller came out, and that was just like, I haven't listened to the entire thing yet. Ziggy's listened to the you entire thing. That was that was mine. I was going to change it from yesterday. Okay, I'm sorry. You and you didn't even listen to it, so you're not allowed I've to listened have, to three songs, and it was painful. You're not allowed to have an opinion. Painful. Yet. What do you mean I'm not allowed to have an opinion? You can't have an opinion until you listen to the whole thing. I can't I can't review Star Wars because I haven't watched it. All right, RIP Mac. I love Mac. Um, We love Mac. Um, But the best thing I saw was that... um. Our Temple Owls, who had been struggling in their basketball season, uh, upset the number 16 uh, Wichita State Shockers. 
um, in a home game two nights ago. Court storm, everything. They've always given Wichita State a tough game, and they beat them again this it year. It was a it was a half ass court. Storm. Oh my god! Yeah, it was like a, it was like a leaky faucet. It, it was, was it was it started slow, and then people started to creep in, and it got like the, it got kind of big. It's like the first few rows of the of the first of the lower bowl student section kind of were determined. They went yeah right, and that was probably thirty people, and yeah. then the rest of them were like, well, shit, I guess we're going, and then everybody else kind of yeah. filed their way down. But it, if, I mean, if you look at the pictures, it looks pretty filled, which is cool. It does. But, but at the end of the day, it only covered like a little bigger than the logo. Right. Yeah. I remember I, I tweeted from the, the account that I was running for the game, like a video of the court storm. Yeah. And these two like older gentlemen replied. They said, like, I don't know what was sad or uh, the fact that we stormed the court or the fact that like five students stormed the court. <laughs> and then they said and then this other guy said. Bush League to storm the court, and I was like, wanted to just reply with like, "Okay, boomer," but couldn't do that. Had uh, to keep it. Had to keep it professional. You should have gone to your personal account. Had to Say keep it, it professional. With me. Pro sports town. Well, yeah, but I think a court storm is allowed. You didn't give me an opportunity to say it with you. You just kind of said it. Well, I really don't care. You guys aren't from this town, so. That's f- I mean, my I point think- is, is just it's because this isn't like it was college a- sports don't really matter that much here. Yes, but I wish they did. I still think that a court storm. I mean, I think no, a court storm was, was worthy. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Oh, to, well, it was. Yes, I was honestly sitting it. We the Jake game got, was slow. Jake and I showed up late, but yeah. sitting up in the in the we were in the upper. You were in the yeah. Um, we it wasn't even we say we're the upper deck, but it wasn't like that crazy. It was. You were the third deck. You were in the second or third deck. There's only two decks. So we you were in the high deck. deck. You were in the second. Anyway, deck. wasn't that crammed of a game there was not that many people there were not that many back. people there well it was 9 p.m on a wednesday and, yeah wait can we talk about great. that why are we playing wichita state at home at 9 p.m i don't you i don't get it wasn't it on espnu it was on espnu yeah, but, but that shouldn't matter there wasn't really much going on on it wednesday was night be on ESPNU, they only have certain time slots they can fill so well, well what was, else was going on on wednesday night i don't know yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to have a game on the East Coast start at 9 o'clock. It makes absolutely and no sense. And then I think they're playing Wichita State at 7 p.m. Central time when they go to Wichita later in the year. <laughs> well, the people who, who run college sports were never known to be the geniuses, so that's probably got that's something true. to do with All right, well, that's my th- – right, we'll move on. Oh, Whoever no, that was, that was That was a good game. Yeah, that was. That was yeah, good that was a – sure. Well, I guess – I watched that on TV. I didn't actually get to go, but I saw it. It was fun. Hopefully they get a few more wins, improve their season. I do. I don't remember know. when I remember when I said the Temple was the best team in PA. Yeah, they are clearly not the best team in PA. They had they've had flashes, yeah, of but, being good. But dude, when they're bad, they're bad. I know they're really bad when they're bad. Remember when I said Penn State was going to be the best team in PA? And I mean, it's it's I them was, and Nova. It's them and Nova right now. You know, Penn State. One of their stars, Isaiah Brockington. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know who that is. Uh. His girlfriend was, like, a friend of mine for a while, and then he went to, like, one of the schools by my house, and he would always end up playing against, uh... Holy Ghost? No, 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 back in grade school. Um, like, uh, like middle school team, but he was, like... Know, Holy Spirit? Like, what Our Lady of Calvary, um, and I think he went to Resurrection, but he would play with them, and it would, back then, it was just like, oh, yeah, this kid's by far the best player on the team. Like, yeah. it wasn't... Like, on the court, he would just... It was just like, yeah. I, I hate that it's Penn State and Nova, they're the two best teams. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah absolutely. I don't, I don't like that either. But you know, good thing Penn State has a history of not making it very far. So. No, they won't. But. No, but they they look put together this year. Yeah. So, my thing. Um, yesterday, it was talking about D'Angelo Russell 
or the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, rather, really pushing to get a trade for D'Angelo Russell and how much I like that move to get D-Russ there, surrounded him by a good Wiggins and potentially a Carl Anthony Towns who wants to be there. That's the difference is that if, if Towns wants to be there and they can bring Russell in, he gets the first competent point guard he's had. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying Jeff Teague is an incompetent point guard, but I am saying that Jeff Teague was older and he was mainly there for the Jimmy Butler era, right? He was kind of like, this is the way, this is the push we're going to make. Jeff Teague is a pass, a pass first point guard, which is perfectly needed in an offense that was suited around Wiggins, Cat, and Butler. Brings the ball up. Brings the ball up, passes out to them, and then gets out the way. That's all it really Wait, was. Wait, but, but what I'm not saying, I'm not saying that Teague is a bad player. But what I am saying is that if they're going to start building around a younger core, he needs to he needed to go. And James Russell should have been brought in this offseason, but for whatever reason, they felt like, you know, if we can trade um, Teague and Graham, it was another guy named Graham. I don't remember. I don't know much about him. Trayvon? Trayvon, yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't I didn't know who he was until yesterday um for Alan Crabb and, and then then they're gonna have to make another trade for D'Angelo Russell why not just go after D Russell in the first place they had the cap space that's the funny part they didn't you know give it away or anything I don't know why they didn't do that maybe I think D Russell got offered one year max by Golden State and said screw it I'm gonna take it try to get more money in free agency I don't know why why he uh he wouldn't. He wouldn't have taken it. But that was my yesterday. Don stole mine today about circles. How it was a absolutely beautiful album. If I could describe it in one word, I said yesterday. I describe it as heavy. What's uh? Did you see uh, the music video for? I haven't. I listened to it straight through. Well, the, the music video was out like a couple weeks ago. For, oh, for uh, for good for good news. Yeah. Do you watch that? Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool music video. That was that really was, cool. That was sad as shit. But it was the there music was, video itself was fascinating. I appreciate. To watch. I know with like the other deaths like X and Little Peep, and I imagine probably Juice World when when his post mortem posthumous album comes out. Those were pushed for money. Those were pushed. Let's get more music out there. Let's let's capitalize on their popularity right now, while it's still big, right. Um, and, and at, at times it just felt like they're like, okay, well we have this little vocal recording that he did that's 20 seconds long. Can let's we turn this it. into a two and a half yeah. minute song? Let's get a feature. Let's build an instrumental. You can tell for this that was feature. mostly put together. You could already. tell that he he had the majority of this already done. Yeah. And the person that produced it, I continue to produce it. Um, shout out. I'm gonna pull up it's his name. name. It's beginning with a J. Isn't yeah, it's J? John. It's John something or another. If you give me two seconds, two seconds, one seconds, one seconds, half a seconds. John Bryan. Brion, B-R-I-O-N. Anyway, he was the main producer for the rest of the album, and he kind of continued Max's train of thought, right? And it was his, he felt like it was his duty to kind of honor his his last will and testament. I'm mean, not saying it was in his will, but kind of his his final state of mind. And I just feel like the album really just opened a window, opened a door into how fragmented his mental state was. Yeah, it was intense. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, at the end of the day, it was it was a beautifully heavy work of art, especially when in comparison with swimming. And when, uh, you know, kind of if you're if you're taking the the entire discography of, of his life, you can it kind of is representative of his state of mind. But then if you if you contrast it with swimming in circles, you realize wow, all of this, you know, exciting kind of party happy stuff that he was going through earlier in his life, 
that might have all just been a facade and, and a bunch of other things. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't listened to it yet. But at times it feels like he's talking to himself, his current self, his younger self. He's talking to somebody else that he loves. And he's also talking to the demons that stuck in his head. Sometimes individually, sometimes all at the same time. It's it's just deep. It's just really well done. Um, I'm happy about it. I'm I'm not happy about and you know if it, I don't want that taken out of context. I'm happy that it was done this way. So I'm happy say. that it wasn't bad like the other ones. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So for me, uh, I did Antonio Brown yesterday. However, I'm not going to do that again because I feel like there's something a little bit more important that I would like to laugh at. But there's also something personally that I'm just going to laugh at what I want to laugh at real quick. But then the next thing that I'm going to talk about. It's going to be different. So, anyway, <laughs> the Mets. That's all I got to say. Oh, my God. Okay. So. Um, That'll come up later. So, recently, uh, approximately over Christmas break. Yeah, I know this wasn't this last week, but Christmas break. I discovered that my right arm was missing. does not reach as far as my left arm does in any capacity. So, I'm going to get up and show you two what I mean, and you two can narrate it. All right. He's getting up. He's pulling up his pants. Okay. Oh wow! Oh, that's so a stark difference. So for so for context, yeah. So Dylan, Dylan's got got his arms up, kind of like he's holding like a barbell, and he's about to like front squat in a sense. And then he's doing his the elbows, chicken dance. His elbows are pushed out. Yeah, he's doing a chicken dance. His elbows are pushed out, and he raises them up, and his left arm. What? Is incredibly higher than his right. That's two and inches then higher. He just raised, and then he just he just straight up raised his arms up, and his and like yeah, straight. and his left arm is so much higher go, than his right. Go to a chiropractor. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Honestly, go to a chiropractor. I don't know if they can do your that. whole the, the whole right side of your body is probably off. Yeah, Here's what I'm saying is that. When yeah. I was doing my initial PT for my knee stuff like two years ago, year and a half ago, um, they said, oh, you know, by the way, one of your legs is longer than the other. I said, no, it ain't. Uh, and they said, well, you know, let's let's see what's going on. And they looked at my hips and they said, well, your hips are kind of misaligned. And they did some stuff and we're like, pop, pop, pop. And all of a sudden my legs were the same length again. Um, so I wasn't lurchy. I wasn't putting pressure on weird spots. For context, I had a lot of back problems last year. So what, so what I'm saying is, is I don't know if they can do something with like your sh- with like your scapula, with your shoulder blades, or anything like that, and I just kind of feel it here, like like when I just lift, kinda, and just kind of loosen it. There yeah. might just be something that needs a little readjustment. Yeah, like when I lift my right shoulder compared to my left, like my right one, I can feel where like I can feel that there's some like it's it there's resistance. like a, a resistance or like a blockage of not letting it go up as far, huh? That's uh, yeah, and it's a noticeable difference. Yeah, especially a, when I go straight up. I can't stress you. It's it's no less than an inch. You'll you'll ever when you'll see me on the field every time I jump up. It's all I go catch things left. most of the time with my left hand, even if it's the wrong way to catch it. It's usually my left hand because you can get a little bit higher. Yep, but yeah, huh. so that's that's something I discovered. This is something else you should get checked out, but um. I don't. I don't know. It's, I don't know what school. Else, school. Else school prevents that sometimes. That's. It's always how it is. Uh, it's busy schedule. That's okay, mom. I'm D1 not. I'm not in any pain. I'm not in any D1 pain. D1 student athletes. Yeah, but my eyes are in pain now. Sorry for that. Donovan just kicked his I'm damn. I'm sorry. Leg I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get comfortable he here. Has no control of his feet. I'm, I'm trying to get comfortable here. Sorry. Moving on. I know you were talking about the Mets. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Let's let's work, let's work backwards. Let's start with Beltron, and we'll work backwards. Okay, so uh, so we're just gonna so Beltron, and then you know uh, we had Alex Cora, but then we had AJ Hinch and Jeff Lunhow. Um, but you know let's 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 start from the top, right? So the uh, the, the the Astros. I didn't start the timer because I was going to start it I think when... I think we were... It was like 120, 125 when we started. Yeah. One, maybe 130. I was going to start the timer like when... I think it was like 130 We um, started the Astro stuff. Oh, okay. That's where the game was. I was just curious as to where we were at. That's Donovan all. seems really loud in my head. I just don't know if he's really loud out there. Is it because I'm talking straight into the... Like... He's just right in the middle. Alright. Alright, I bet. You're good. Don't All worry right. about it. Is I'm everybody else the, good? Starting the timer. Uh, mm. is, this, is this still recording? Yeah. Okay. I didn't touch it. Starting the timer. Can I get five seconds of silence so I can find this clip? Okay. Do you want me to start the timer like now? I want you to start the timer when you after we stop talking for five seconds. All right. So, Dill, yeah. talking about Beltron earlier, let's start this this whole saga. Okay. Well, first of all. First of all, <laughs> the Mets. So it's twenty. The second of all, the Red it's Sox. <laughs> Twenty-six. The, the Astros. The Astros. Can I, can I get a fourth of all? Uh, fourth of all. Oh, I got it. I got. Hershey could be a fourth. Twenty-six of all. days until catchers and pitchers report to spring training, and neither the Red Sox, the Astros, or the Mets have a manager. Donovan, why do neither of those three teams have a manager? Please explain. Well, Dylan. Neither of... Wasn't it like botulism? Donovan, please explain. Uh, Ziggy answers wrong. Um, so the reason why those three teams don't have managers is because there is a... Uh, a Currently, a now kind of a finished, but also ongoing scandal. Um, probably the biggest cheating scandal in MLB history. Um, where the Houston Astros were using technology to steal signs from their opponents starting in the 2017 uh, season when they won the World Series. Um, they had a f- camera out in center field and TVs like under like by the stairs in their dugout where you would go into the clubhouse. And there and the fee in the camera in center field, it fed an image of the catcher putting down the signs uh, for the pitcher and the players would then go to the TV Look at the TV, see the sign, use a trash can in the dugout. Um, it to... sounded something like this. But you could hear it. But you could hear it as the batter, and if there was no bang... You could hear it as the audience. You could yeah. hear it all over the if stadium. If there was no bang, then it was a fastball, so the batters would know what pitch was coming. If there was, I think, two or three bangs, probably two bangs, then it was a breaking ball, so the hitters would sit back. And then, as a result, they would thwack it out to uh, uh out, out into the stands. For people don't know what thwack it means, it means uh, hit the ball hard and out far. of the park. And yeah. and can I ask you, Don? Yes. Um, as someone who directly suffered the consequences of oh said my things, lord, yeah. Wh- can you please give me an example of when that they use this to their advantage? Particularly in a playoff series in Houston, Game Seven against well, the Yankees. Well, okay, so so there was so in in there's there's kind of two instances. So in 2017, the Yankees 
We're playing the Astros in the ALCS, lost in seven games, and that was kind of the, the root of everything. I think that's the important that year. series. That was the important mm-hmm. series. Um, I have a stat also from that year that I'll say in a second. But, Is and it then, the one that I sent? No. And then oh, this past crazy. year, and then there's so so the Astros then, there's an investigation. There, this old pitcher who was on the team, Mike Fires, basically, uh, he said all this stuff. Some people are calling him a snake. He's not a snake. He's doing this because he's a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, like pitchers, were getting Big less money. Have, have con- not congratulated him, but have have backed him for his actions. Yeah, these guys have paychecks. Like, I mean, I know they're a lot of money, but like these guys are losing money based on the stats when they play the Astros because these guys are cheating. You know, like mm-hmm. AKA you, Darvish. Yeah. Who got um, shelled and then screwed? But basically, this investigation, right? So, the the, the they do this investigation. Uh, the manager and the GM of the Astros get suspended for a year. Then the organization fires them. The Astros lose their top, lose their first and second round picks in the 2020 and 2021 draft. And then there's a $5 million fine, which I feel like is kind of nothing. Because it's like these teams make a gazillion dollars a year, but whatever. Um, Do you think before before you go on to um, the, the 2019? Yeah. Do you think that was enough, or do you think it was too much? No, I think it was enough. I don't, some, think, some, I don't think the money was enough. I don't think the money was enough. I think the draft picks are fine, and then as with Loon Howe and Hinch, the GM and manager, I think that's fine. I believe but players should be in trouble. Also. I think players. Well, we'll get that into that in a second. Yeah. A lot of MLB players and executives don't think it was a lot because they're directly there. But from an outside view as fans, I think it's fine. I think they could have gotten fined more money. But My question is that A.J. Hinch and... Jeff Loonhow. Loonhow, I was going to say Luplo. For the record, Hinch was against it, but he just never stopped. Yeah, so it. that... So, okay, so ask your question. That, that, that uh, could be arguably worse, is that if you're... That's enabling. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know... No, that's not worse than the one that's doing it. No. So, so the reason... Fair. But anyway, ask your question. Yeah. What I'm saying is that it would would it would have ended up being in the Astros' best interest to have let these two individuals go, anyway. Maybe not Hinch because he was coming out and saying he was against it, but at least the GM, right? Having them being suspended, essentially does them a favor. Like, oh, we were gonna let him go anyway, but you know, if you want to suspend him from the team, uh, well, well, we'll take that punishment. We'll take a punishment. It's okay. We we can take that as a punishment. That doesn't really do a whole lot. Losing four yeah. draft picks is in, is important. But they have enough talent in that organization that they can just replenish their farm system. Well, that's the thing. They're they've traded prospects. Like they are like like they had a good farm system, and, but now that they're yeah. bringing these guys up and now that they're competing for like championships, like they're making these trades, and it's still good. Like just like Kyle Tucker is like really good, but that's like kind of it right now. No, but what what I'm saying is that they're, okay, they're gonna lose four high value picks. Right, but they have the money to go sign people, I guess. But no one's gonna want to go there. Exactly. So the only way they're going to be able to acquire players is through trades. Trades are like international. I mean, not signings, the only way, yeah. right? Trading players out, they could also I mean trade to get more international international money. This or they well. could just freaking TTP it and say, "What does that mean?" Trust process and just oh. tank it. Trust process. Side note. Side note. But you know they have the talent. They have their talent on their on their roster. To be able to say, you know, if they want to enter, like, just describe everything, enter a full rebuild, kind of enter a new, try to try to put this completely behind them. They could trade players, 
and and you know kind of just restack their farm system from the bottom up. They have the talent there. Yeah. What I, I know we're about to get into is the reprimands potentially on the players. Do you think the MLB anticipated well, anything coming on to the players? Real quick before Dylan goes, I don't. I think that Hinch knew it was going on. Because no no but, no he was and, standing and, in the and dugout and he and, heard banging. Do you right, think right, he right, thought no, it was no, no. nothing? But I, but I don't think that he wasn't against it. Like you have to like think it like think about it this way. So he apparently found the TVs right and he smashed them right because he didn't want this cheating thing to go on. He's the manager of the team, right? The players, the other coaches on the staff, they listen to him during the games, right? Alex Cora, who was the manager in Boston, who then got fired because of this situation um was the bench coach and he's kind of the mastermind behind this entire thing why would alex cora and the players essentially cause a mutiny against their own manager because they wanted these tvs back like think like like, like just think about that for a second because be, like like hinch they can't just caught like do something to hinch without going to the top first which is the GM and the owner of the team, and they in that case, in that case, either Cora is gone and they trade players, or they fire Hinch, and they didn't do either. So it's, Hinch, it's, I I think this will, I I I just don't think that that's true that he smashed these TVs. What what Hinch is essentially arguing is that he got sandwiched and he got pressured to not yeah. say anything. It's like, oh well, the players and the and the other coaches, the bench coach, right, my right. my right yeah, hand yeah, yeah. guy, was were were all behind this idea, right. As well as, as well as the guys above him, like the GM yeah. and such. So he's stuck in between, and if he wants to keep his job then he has with the Astros, say, yeah. he has to stay with it. But That's if, bullshit. But if you're a good enough manager, and you don't agree with that stuff morally or anything like that, you don't right. agree with it, then you can, you know, just, even if you don't want to make it public, you can leave for whatever right. reason. Right, that's my thinking. He, Hinch, he, he, had, he both knew and he both allowed it to happen. He never smashed his he TVs. He had multiple years. Whether or not he smashed TVs, maybe he smashed TVs just to say, hey, I'm going to smash these TVs so later yeah. we eventually get found out. Dude's just trying to save face. Exactly. AJ so, Hinch is a loser. Yeah, he, like... However, however, I think... Players should be suspended. Yes. Players will not be suspended because Robert Manfred's an idiot. But that's a whole other discussion. But players will not be suspended because these are star players, and these star players did cheat to win. And not only will that be a black mark on the MLB. It's a marketing thing. It will, that too. But it'll also, if they remove those players, what are the Houston fans going to have to watch for? They're not going to have anything to watch. That's a big market, especially recently. Yeah. Right? They just lost Garrett Cole. So like, the reason that players should be suspended is because there are multiple reports coming from I'm talking about the new ones, right? Yes. Okay. From relatively large names such as other MLB pitchers like Trevor Bauer and, and then Carlos Ken, Beltran's niece. Carlos well, that's been proved Alleged. that she's fake. Alleged. But anyway. Yeah. And then Ken there are reports, and John Boy, yeah. mainly the other two. So there are reports that Jose Altuve to to name a player that was involved and a couple others used buzzers to help them identify which type of pitches were coming through the camera things and then they would be buzzed and it would tell them if it was going to be a fastball a change up whatever it was and they were taped up into their jerseys underneath now the big question here is in 2019 game seven alcs six game six alcs versus the yankees at home yeah um 
Jose Altuve in a walk-off launched home it. run. Launched. Ugh. And now as he is rounding third, he comes close to the plate. And their last game he was away, and he hit a home run. And they ripped his shirt off, as they do generally. Isn't right. that what happened? Yeah. They have? yeah, basically. So then he's coming from this game. And the claims against the Astros were that they only used the cheating at home. And he's rounding third, and all of his teammates are around. And he grabs his shirt and says, La Camisa, no. And then holds it together. Prevents every player on his team from ripping his jersey off, which is generally what they do on a walk-off. And then, while his team celebrates their ALCS victory, putting on their new shirts and their new hats, he runs immediately to the locker room and puts a different jacket on over top. And then does his exit interview with Ken Rosenthal. And keeps his jersey on. Yeah. And Ken Rosenthal asked him in the interview, hey, why did you... And, and Rosenthal didn't... Come, the, the, his producer... Told him to. Told yeah, him in his ear. He, yeah. Uh, to ask his question, and Altuve said, "Like, oh yeah, like I don't really know why I kept my jersey on. I'm shy. Uh, I like I'm shy. My wife doesn't like it. She would when, get mad. Yeah. Like, what? Like, and then also, right? Keeping up without with Altuve, um, Joel Sherman, uh, who's a columnist for the New York Post, um, mainly does baseball stuff. He tweeted he reached out to scott boris who's altuve's agent and said asked for a statement and boris said yeah jose reached out to me right away when all this new stuff came out and jose said that i have never once used um like a, a technological device to for cheating in the mlb and you could you you could look at that as in one of two ways you could look at it as um like he clearly didn't cheat right and he's just saying like just putting it out there that he didn't do anything. Or you could say it as Jose Altuve is so scared that he is now caught for something that they didn't think they were going to get caught from. And he's now rushing because he's so anxious about this. It's like Bill Clinton. Yeah. 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 Honestly. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah. And it, it's. Except he didn't have a buzzer strap. I did not to have buzzing bandages in my jersey. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. See, it's the same And it's thing. just like. And then there's all these pictures. Tommy Pham, multiple MLB players are coming out, and they're like, People I can't. pissed. Back yep. in November 2019, yep. MLB execs reportedly claimed they thought that buzzing bandages may have been used to relay pitches to Astros hitter, hitters, especially in high you know, uh, stakes, high-pressure environments, where that banging may not have been necessarily audible. All I'm saying is, is, is this, has there ever been a scandal? Their previous investigations mean nothing. I really hope that the buzzing thing is not true for the sake of baseball. It's now at the point where like, this has gotten so bad. You don't know what to trust. Yeah. In in the entirety of the sport. I trust my team. My team sucks. I don't trust my team. I I trust his team. I I trust trust my trust my team to screw, screw ourselves over. I don't. Hey, hey, like, let me remind you. The only team. Oh, that was a stretch of a high five there, Dill. I don't trust my team with this. Yeah, sure as hell. Who the hell trusts trust, trust New the Yankees? I don't trust period. the Yankees with this. Um, that seems sketchy. Well, what I want to say is that yeah. Chapman, he throws two pitches anyway. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, that, that slider. That slider hung. It was coming. That the slider whole. hung. In in the case that they didn't use a buzzer, it makes sense why Altuve launched that ball because that was a hanging slider, right over the plate. But I mean, there's. Like, they lost the benefit of the doubt. 
Yeah. Especially they given those it. given those stats. You want to pull up that stat that you right. uh, brought so, in yesterday? I got, this, yeah, after Dylan, too, I got There's two. this one stat. There's a stat in baseball. I don't really know what it means, but it's basically offensive numbers. Jake Marisnik, who a lot of people would remember. Oh, oh my God. Absolutely trucking the Angels catcher. Uh, yeah, uh, um, not intentional, but either way. Jake Marisnik's career WRC plus numbers. I don't know what that means, but it's – do you so, know what that means? Uh, it's offensive he's, numbers. He's looking right? it up. Yeah, it's it's one of the new nerd stats that they've come up with. Yeah, which WRC is important. plus. It stands for weighted runs created plus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's basically, yeah. offensive. It, it, what it does stat. is it is uh, it takes the statistic runs created, right, and adjusts that number to account for external factors like the ballpark or the era that they okay. played in, and it's adjusted on that sense. Where the league average is 100. So okay. 150 would be like 50% above league a- average. Okay. And Marisnik's numbers were... Okay. So, there's a list of four... There's a list of seven years here for Marisnik's numbers. First year, 31. Next year, 69. Next year, 83. Next year, 60. The next year, 117. And then back down to 84 back down to 86. Ziggy, can you repeat what the league average is again? League average is 100. So what we're saying so, is that there was so one year which I'm no baseball expert or mathematician. Or mathematician, but he's a dumb college student. To 117 for a guy that's a career say, let's like, just say below average player. Say yeah. he, he kind of assumed his potential was around cuz he had a few seasons in the 80s. Oh wait, 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 hold on. I forgot to say. Ask me what year he had 117 in Ziggy. Ask me. Uh, Dylan, what year would he have had 117 in? 2017. The year that the Astros won the World Series. They're using buzzers and they're cheaters. Yeah, it's not great. That's not, it's not a good look. Um, let's just say, just, just, I'm not playing devil's advocate, but what I'm saying right. is, is let's, let's even just take the most rational explanation and say, oh, well maybe like 80, mid 80s is kind of his, his average production, right? <laughs> Looks more like mid sixties to me, but you well, know. I was gonna say, well, because because four out of his last five years were in the eighties. Other than that sixty kind of anomaly in twenty sixteen, there was I heard a few eighties in your in your He's a back. big strong guy. What, here's what I'm saying ball. is that yeah. even if he's in the eighties, that's fifteen to sixteen percent less runs created than the league average. And then he has one year where he is forty percent better than his we'll say his his normal season. Right, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely insane. Has to be some outside factors, and if it's it's not uh it's nothing nothing chemical. This is so much worse than PEDs. I if you thought the PED scandal of the '90s was bad, right, where, where they're using science to to cheat, they're kind of doing something that wasn't necessary. I mean, it was, it's against the rules, right, right? But it wasn't as egregious then as it is now. That era back then kind of shaped the angst that we have against it now now this has been against the rules since the invention of televisions you can't look at the catcher's hands other than if you're you're, you're freaking on second you trying can to relate do it science. without technology exactly that's essentially the things yeah but you can't you can't have people sitting there we can't have people sitting in the out on on center field wall with binoculars looking and then giving up signs you can't do that you can't use outside people that are not currently on the playing right, field yeah so to can, try to can I throw in something else here too? There was uh, a thing somebody pointed out. Chase Utley um, reviewed back when they played the Dodgers in 2017, and they started this. Mm-hmm. Chase Utley 
is known for being one of the greatest sign stealers right, and interpreters of all time. Yeah. Legally. Legally yeah. without technology. That's gamesmanship. That's what he does. Yeah. He's fantastic. Um, I could go on and on about him, but I won't. Um, so anyway, <laughs> the Mets. Um, anyway, so then he said they they gave him the, the tape of you, Darvish's problems that he had in the 2017 World Series. And Chase was like, there's no way he's tipping any pitches. I can't see anything, nothing. This is coming from one of the all-time greats in reading pitchers and finding out what they're tipping. But the difference is he doesn't use electricity. He uses his brain. But the Astros do. So you're sounding like 21 Savage uh, when he starts whispering. There's things that I really hate, and one of those things is cheaters. Just ask Princeton from freshman year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think there yeah, that's right. has oh, been a scandal that could be potentially as big as this? As Don gives me the face that looks like that the screen picture. The Patriots are cheaters, and no one. Well, yeah, I, but I but think that, I don't think that's as big as this. I don't think this is of, as big as this. Like, correct. I think this, and then like the Black Sox scandal from a while, like years ago. That's the one that they, it was point shaving in the um in the World Series. Right, right, right. I think that with the Eight Men Out movie, like I don't think that's as egregious as this. No, 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 it's not. But these are two of the worst ones. In baseball, what I'm absolutely. Saying. Yes, I just don't think it's egregious as this because of how long this has been, and I don't think anything tops this. They they didn't no nothing, you know, take any prisoners. It this was, actually, it was, it this was one, every and then single home game yeah. for three years more or less. This See, one, and then I, Tim Tim Donahue's that point was shaving in the NBA is that yep. Yeah, that's, but I think that's a little bit different. But that, because that disappeared like that. He wasn't. Right. He wasn't necessarily. He was fixing games because he was taking out bets and he was kind of adjusting the games. You, we don't necessarily know the repercussions. It is that is an ambiguous thing, right? With which how and how that much disappeared like factors. this. And all all Tim when Don, Tim Donahue he came out and said you know it wasn't it was bad obviously but he what he said was that yeah we would you know have a pregame meeting and I kind of say he admitted everything let's let, let's let's just try not to call this that much this yeah. game and he maybe he made a couple uh, bigger calls but it wasn't really that no it it was it was big it's not on the same it was ambiguous this one is is getting deeper and deeper by the minute and i saw don's face which makes me think well, that he found something well i didn't find anything something. but trevor bauer who's kind of a crazy weird NLB pitcher but he's also incredibly talented that dude launched that ball from yeah the pitchers um now. so he has been he's a very outspoken person um, he's obviously very outspoken on this, uh, given that the Indians and uh, Astros used to face off. But he's doing, right now on Bleacher Report, he's doing an Ask Me Anything. <laughs> um, and I, How many questions? Do you I, I haven't you? looked into it yet, um, but I, that's the face that I made. It's nothing really important. Um, but stats, right? More stats from 2017. Um, Jose Altuve in the 2017 playoffs at home, 472 batting average. Carlos Correa at home, 371 batting average. Brian McCann at home, 300 batting average. And oh, he had not the unspoken rules right. of baseball. And Bam! then Altuve, Altuve away in in the 2017 playoffs, 143. Carlos Correa away, 211. <laughs> Brian McCann away, under 100. Like if Clayton Kurt, wait, and then more to add on to this, Clayton Kershaw. 2017 at Dodger Stadium, 11. Now Clayton Kershaw also a notorious choker in the playoffs, but still, Dodger Stadium, Dodger Stadium, 2017, 11 innings pitched, 11 innings pitched, one earned run, 
three walks, 15 strikeouts, ERA under one. At Dodger Stadium. At Minute Maid Park. Is this which specifically is where, the World Series? This is specifically the 2017 World Series. At Minute Maid Park. In, at where Houston plays. Four and two-thirds innings pitched. Six earned runs. Three walks. Two strikeouts. ERA of six and a half. And you can say enough about home field advantage, but... Coincidence? 472. 472. I think not. I think they got... They, they realized that, you know, this... People noticed this in 2017, right? Pitchers came out and saying, yeah, I noticed it back then. People but told the MLB, and the MLB didn't do anything about it. Exactly. And they, and they said, well, you know, if, if the MLB is not going to do anything about it, let's push it a little bit farther, right? And it got to the point where they had it down to a science. And having 300 – Catch point, probability. 300-point swings yeah. on in batting average between hope and away splits, you can't, you can't chalk it up to home field advantage. How, however – there is one real victim in this that we haven't actually discussed yet. The American people. No, no. The, the people of Houston. Not the ones that are sitting, because there's a lot on Twitter that are very like, oh, it's just a witch hunt, it's whatever. Obviously, that's not true. It's clearly happened. But to be a franchise like the Houston Astros, to have never won the World Series before, and as somebody who just experienced one of their teams win something for the first time, if something came out about the Eagles doing something like cheating to get there or something towards that effect and it was like this i would be heartbroken and yep. i feel for the people of houston that are not denying it that actually admit that this is a thing because they're the real victims in all of this they put their money into it they put their time into it they put their emotions into it and they get this out of it after years their one like... world series is tainted forever forever and they're and that, the real victims in and all that's, this. Speaking of, and that 2005 Astros team that went to the World Series and didn't cheat, they're completely tainted too because those guys did it by the book and they lost that World Series. They, they, got, got, they got swept. swept. They got swept it, that World Series. It really sucks for yeah. the Houston Astro fans and I feel really bad. Yeah. Craig Biggio, Hall of Famer, no titles, but he did it by the book. Like Lance Berkman, one of my favorite players of all time, has a title. Good on him, Cardinals. Hey man, good thing That's the right, uh, Astros in the AL. You guys know, you guys know Mike Clevenger. Yeah, the Indians pitcher, the, right? Yeah. Trevor Bauer's buddy, buddy. Yeah, so he's he's been uh, going wild on Twitter. I have seen that last few days. I'm gonna read a few tweets out from Mike Clevenger. So um, do that, and then we'll move on to the, uh, yeah, to the yeah, NFL. Yeah. Um, so 23, oh no, 23 hours ago, I hope they make y'all the Montreal Montreal Expos. Um. They shouldn't feel comfortable looking at any of us in the eye, let alone on the field, and any other MLB player feel different. They can get it too. Um, this is worth throwing hard. has its MF perks. So either police it at MLB or I'll get back to my training. Um, what else is there? Is there anything more? Oh, uh, last one. Best part is that their fans still acting with the same pompous ass attitude those boys walked with while taking millions of dollars from boys and jobs completely, staring at the camera, carrying a bat to first. Maybe some don't get it, but this is worse than steroids. Oh, yeah. No, this is they're going to get, like steroids. Dylan's been saying, they're going to get booed off of, off of every field. They're going to be fine. They're going to be hit. They're going to be bruised. Like, it's going to be bad. And when I, when I asked earlier, last remark, when I last asked earlier about, do you think this, this, this reprimand, the punishment they got is enough? No, they're going to get destroyed. I fully feel that this punishment hasn't necessarily even started yet. The punishment they're going to have for being 
you know, not for being. The punishment they're going to have from, like Don said, every single opposing stadium is going to get booed. They're going to be the most hated team. Are probably, you know, up there with the Patriots Patriots in terms of most hated teams in the in the country. I might put them, say they're even more hated than the Patriots will be because people in their own fan base will hate them because of it. Because of how deceived they have been. I really hope they stay the second most hated team in Texas, but that's just me for personal reasons. I think they're going to be... Maybe, I mean, for personal reasons, yeah, but I think they're going to supersede the Cowboys. I think they're going to of, overall, too. Especially if it comes out with the buzzers, they're going to be the most hated team in America, and it's not going to be close. For years. For abs- years. Absolutely. And I think the only way to wipe this stain off of them would be to potentially relocate, to potentially sell the team. Maybe not relocate. To sell the team. Get a completely new wave of old white men in there and start a, a new identity, create a new identity. Because they had created a new identity. And before this was going out, the Astros were hailed for how incredible they've been. And that's all crapshoot. That's all down the drain now. And their whole their whole re, rebranding and everything looks like, you know, a cover-up for what has transpired over the past few years. It looks like, you know, let's just use this as a facade. Oh, we can just attribute it to these new players. And we can attribute it to this home field advantage we have. And we can attribute it to this new branding and, and, and the spirit of Houston and all this other crap. And it worked for the fans for long enough to make them feel like Don, like Dylan was saying, that they had something real and they had like a, a storybook franchise and they were going to have a storybook ending. And yes, Gary Cole was leaving, but that's okay because we still love this team, right? And it's all taken away from them. I can't imagine from a fan's perspective how brutal that has to be. I just, I just can't. Speaking of brutal, I can't sit here and say it's not brutal seeing Ryan Tannehill in the AFC Championship. I'm waiting for it, Dill. Yeah, boy! Tana God. That was really loud. Headphone warnings. That was super <coughs> loud. Look, looking at that right now, it is just solid yeah, white lines. Three mics pulled that up, and you were in a small echo. Look at that. Jesus. Tana hype train, baby. We have Mike to put Vrabel. headphone warnings on this. Like Ziggy we said, do it on the other one. Like Ziggy said, uh, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is not someone that I would want to meet in a bar when he's on a bad attitude. With a bad attitude, I, don't, I wouldn't want to meet him in church on a bad attitude. I wouldn't want to meet him anywhere. Yo, that ref decked attitude. him. Absolutely, that was intentional. He got trucked. I was intentional. Mike Vrabel was like, he was as soft as Geno Smith was on that play. Like, he got trucked. But anyway, you said it couldn't be done, Ziggy. Don't tell me, oh, it's a Derrick Henry show. I know it's a Derrick Henry show. Me and show. Dylan hopped on first. But guess what? But guess what, Zig? He's making the throws when it matters. You know who wasn't making those throws? The other 28 QBs in this league. He's making the throws when it matters. What a... Tana God. Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, also 2020. Like Derrick Henry. 2020. I'd vote for him for president. However, their run ends here at the hands of Big Red. Really? Yes. This is my heart talking, but it ends with Big Red. Here's what I say: is I think ultimately for him the, to lose in the Super Bowl again, but that's I, not the I point. I think the Titans have a real shot. Of oh, me the too. Chiefs. I have no confidence in any pick in this game whatsoever. I had utmost confidence that the Ravens defense would just be able to stifle, um, or not maybe not stifle, but limit Derrick Henry enough to force Tannehill to make plays. And I didn't think Tannehill would be able to make those plays, but Derrick Henry ran so damn well 
that Tannehill didn't really have to make any plays. Uh, that one throw was he hot, made, and he ran a rushing touchdown. I'm, not, I, he, I'm saying he didn't have to make as many plays as I expected him to make. He had to have needed to make. I'm not saying he didn't. You know, the real star of the show was that defense. The Titans oh, defense. Absolutely. Far. Well, far. I mean, I mean, Lamar Jackson, Jackson, Jackson still racked up what was it over 500 net yards or something a like bend that. Bend don't break. Exactly. Well, they still they were they forced they did something to Jackson that he hadn't done all season, which is turn the ball over. Yeah. Well, yeah, three turnovers, two picks and a fumble, or two fumbles and a pick, something like that. He hadn't well, done that the, all they just season. Played, they just played everybody back. They played everyone back because if you think about it, right, Lamar is still incredibly talented, but most of his throws are like downfield, down the sideline, right? 20, 30-yard gains, right? Um, to like Hollywood Brown, like all those guys. They had to make, they made him, they just sat there, right? Those those linebackers, those corners, those safeties, they sat there. Those guys sat back, didn't let him throw downfield. Made him throw across the middle, right? And his throws were coming out wobbly, right? So when he didn't see someone open, he ran, right? And then he just, everyone was just there. Uh-huh. And he just, and they all just can't, because it was all zone coverage. And they all just sat there. And they then when had, he came out, they just collided in on when, him. When he ran, when he ran out of the pocket and he kind of took away part of the field if other teams who have who ran man ran man he was able to create something and find the guy who got lost but if you're in the zone and you take away half the field that zone just collapses yeah and he's his options become more limited throws two picks doesn't matter he threw 300 three three and a half hundred yards not having the ball you know losing the ball three turn three possessions and titans were able to capitalize turn those into points end of the story Dylan, yes. Would the Titans hypothetical hypothetical winning the Super Bowl? I know we're we're, we're jumping all the way there. Yes. Would that rival the coaching job done by the Eagles a couple of years back? Yes. Would that supersede it, or would it just be pretty on par? Because you got to think about you know. What's on the team? I don't in? think it supersedes it because the Eagles beat the single greatest head coach quarterback duo of all time. I think what Mike Vrabel has done has been incredible, but well, I don't think it rivals. I think it, it it comes they're there, but I think based off of who he would be playing, I think Mike Vrabel and Derrick Henry beat the team that. Beat the best, but they beat a very bad version yeah, of that was, team. Very bad That's the difference, and I think it's not. Don't take anything away from them, but they went from they upgraded at quarterback. Yeah, but that's not saying the Eagles. No, no, but the Eagles did not. Right, but they also they upgraded again midseason. He did have time to work with. Yeah. Him. I don't think it's far off. That's I don't fair. think it's far at all. To find being 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 able to shut down this Ravens team as as that was so as did, impressive yeah, is such a shout out to their coaching job for a team that for finished sure. nine and seven and had control. They didn't have control of their own destiny coming out mm-hmm. the last last five weeks. Somebody not naming the team gave them the sixth seed. They said here ha- here you can the Steelers. Have it. You can have because they're not good. We don't want to have a quarterback. You can have this six seed and have a good time and try your best. And then they try their best and it worked. Yeah. So the reason too, I think. So yeah, they did beat the Patriots, obviously, and that was incredible. But that was not a good Patriots team. It just wasn't. They were they were an okay Patriots team. They were an okay team, but for the Patriots, they were not good. The Ravens obviously had that great regular season and talked all that talk, but they didn't produce. 
They did just they just straightforward did not produce in the playoffs. That's what happened. That's what happened last year with them. Last year, different team, not as good, obviously, but this year, that's what didn't happen. Um, but you look at that Eagles team. Mm-hmm. They played a really tough game against the Falcons. Not great game overall. But they made it out. They absolutely destroyed the number one team in the league, according to some people. Number one defense in the league. Number one team in the league, according to some people. Decimated them. Put them on a different floor. And my, who, who was that? Minnesota Viking, thirty-eight to seven. Shout out Eric Elvig. Um, but wait, wait, what? Before before we keep going, you could say. I mean, I might say that the decimation by the Titans over the Ravens was by the same quantity. It wasn't close. By the same magnitude. But the Ravens were supposed to be the best team in the league, hands down. But clearly they weren't. Well, that's saying that clearly the Vikings weren't because they got right. decimated. So, I understand, but the Vikings lost a whole hell of a lot worse than the Ravens did. Yeah. Okay, so then they, that's I'm, my I'm, point. I'm, I'm not saying I know, that. I'm just saying. Just... That's my point. And then they go and they win a shootout against the greatest head coaching quarterback duo of all time. They win a defensive battle. They won a shootout against him. That speaks volumes to me. But that's not a besides point. I don't want to keep talking about the Eagles because people are going to call me Homer well, and all that stuff. You are. But what I'm going to say is that if oh, – But if, I'm being fair about but it. If, but if Mike Vrabel and his – I'm not trying if to they, take away – If they roll over the Chiefs – and then they proceed to roll over whoever they play in that. Yes, if they are able to a- create a game plan that shuts down, yes, two of the top yes. offenses. I'm in, telling you, in, yes. in the league, that's better than three, possibly, possibly three. three, including the Ravens. Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about the if Ravens, they, Chiefs, and the next team, and either whoever. the Niners or the right. Packers. So then, I, yeah. I wouldn't say those are. I wouldn't say the Niners are like the top. One of the top offense. I mean, they, They're not the a top games, end offensive team. Running games, fantastic. Yeah, but, but if they did do that, yeah, that would probably be just as good, if not better, than the Eagles' performance for sure. Because they gave up. They gave. They had to show their hand for the Ravens game, right? They had to show we can. We're going to run this scheme. This is how we're going to shut down Lamar. Chiefs are fully aware. And he's not aware. known for his adjustments, though. Exactly. Well, just just as someone who knows, and he's not known for his adjustments. Andy is, that's why I'm. So if they are able to. Shut down this Chiefs team, completely revamp their system in two weeks. Shut down their – or the – not the Chiefs. The Titans were able to revamp their system in two weeks. Shut down the Chiefs' potent offense. Who's to say – I mean, we're, no, we're not really getting a whole bunch of argument here, but who's to say that Mike Rayburn and co. might have just had a worldie of a performance? And, yes, this, this playoffs were pretty wide open. Ravens were supposed to be favorites, but you know people thought a lot more teams were going to be in the playoffs, and people thought that some of the teams that were in the playoffs were contenders and and and, and surprises and whatnot. It was wide open for the first time in a while. In, in a while. Yeah, it didn't feel for like sure. the Patriots were guaranteed, and then yeah, definitely. And it didn't feel like you know all the Rams just have an overpowered defense, and it didn't feel like I mean that was it, such it, an it was, overblown narrative. It was. That's the, the Rams well, were we never saw, that we good. We saw it. We saw it this year. We saw it last year, dude. They weren't that good last year either. They really weren't. They just had a scheme that people didn't figure out. They figured it out. Their quarterback sucks. Their defense isn't that great. Their defense is sold. Yada, yada, yada. That's how, that's how it works. I want to switch to the NFC um, real quick. We're not really kind of going to reiterate the same points that come out through popular media because that's not our MO. But what I will say um, is that the NFC is surprises me a hell of a lot more than the AFC. And I know that's not necessarily a popular opinion, um, 
But seeing how dominant Derrick Henry was, I did not know if there was going to be a defense that could stop him. And seeing how efficient Tannehill was in the in the in the red zone, and seeing that you know Derrick Henry could just get his way down there with not having running in, not running into any kind of resistance, it felt like at, at majority of the times it felt like he was playing. See that Jerome Bettis commercial where he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Over I got your flag. I got yeah. your flag, bro. That's what that's what it feels yeah. like. It feels like he was just bowling over little kids or bowling over. Or he's playing the gauntlet and Madden. You just run through everybody. All it that's all it feels like. I didn't. I'm not surprised that the Titans are there. I am surprised that they were able to shut down Lamar Jackson as much as they did. But I'm not necessarily surprised that they're here. Same thing with the Chiefs. I am kind of surprised that the Packers are here. And I, I'm not. Hey, okay. I just want to say that I said the Packers were going to go to the NFC Championship game, and I said they would be the two seed, and everyone was like, oh, my God, Dylan, you're crazy. Well, guess who was right? Me. All right, Zig, I know you didn't want to hear that again for the, like, seventh time, but you're going to keep hearing it because I was right. Yeah, you were. I was. Yeah. And I still am. <laughs> I can't say yeah, about it. You can't. Yeah, uh, I hope they lose. You should see the grin on my face. I, I hope they lose. Okay, Lord, Continue, Everett. I'm also surprised by the Niners. I mean, everybody's really? surprised the Niners made it made it here. But even see, even <laughs> after seeing the regular season, I'm still surprised they made it this far. I know they had a, you know, a, they have the a, best a monster of a defense. But in any situation where Jimmy G has had to be clutch, he looks shakier than yeah. Michael J. Fox. Okay. Wow. I will say we love Michael J. I Fox on this show. Absolutely. By the way, we love Michael J. Fox. I watched Michael J. Fo- uh, Back, to the Back to the Future. Don't, never seen it. Mario wow. Okay. You still know who it is. No, I don't. Anyway, wow. we love Michael J. I, wa- I actually watched this show. I love show, Michael J. Michael J. Fox show. He had his own show for like two years on NBC, like a year on NBC, and I recorded it and I watched it. What about Jamie um, Fox? Wasn't that great? Completely different people. He has an extra X and less of a J in the middle. Yeah, but he's got an X in the Fox. Part. That's what I was thinking about. Wow. Well, that's a great comparison. Thanks. Thanks, dude. Go Pack Go. Still surprised by the fact that Jimmy G somehow stumbled his way into a championship game. I think he's still surprised. Well, Minnesota did their classic. <laughs> that's what Minnesota did. Exactly. And the headphone, Saints, headphone warning. The Saints. No, that one's that one's not even nearly <laughs> as close to the yeah boy. Um, and then you have the Saints who also. <laughs> and you have Javian Clowney who was like spear. <laughs> and then you have the Eagles who were like ooh. Because, you know, their quarterback couldn't remember anything. So I wish know, really we had somebody to... to animate this, just this segment, and just have, you know, little cartoon characters. Do you want a players. summary of the of the, the, the 12 playoff teams real quick? Yeah, go go one by one. All right. So we'll start top tier of the AFC. So you got the Ravens. They were just, like, flying high. And then all of a sudden, the Ravens realized that they don't know how to fly right. And they just they – just, they fell straight down. So you got the Titans who are just like running people over. They're just like their cars, dude. Their cars on a highway that ain't stopping. Like, wait, 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 and just that's what they do. Was that what cars sound like to you? Wait, wait, yeah. Um. So then the Patriots. Well, sounds like a greasy door. So this is the, this is what the Patriots do. They go. Uh oh, my microphone's detaching. So this is what the Patriots do. They hit them with the. They hit them with the. That's the sound of the air deflating out of the footballs, just like their season deflated. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't like the Patriots at all. Who else made the AFC playoffs? Oh, the Chiefs, and they got they got Kermit, so they're they're chilling. They got Kermit and Big Red, so they're fine. Um, who else we got? Who else was in the AFC playoffs? 
Oh, the Texans. The best almost. Jeez, oh, I completely. The I best talked about almost Houston enough. The best almost great teams ever is always Houston Texans. They're the best, but they're almost great, but they're not good enough. What's the other team? Yeah, Matt, Matt oh. Jobs a Hall of Fame. Oh, right jo- Josh Allen and the Bills. Uh, well, it was just classic Bills. They they lost the Super Bowl off of a missed field goal, I'm so sorry. we'll just leave it there. They're a sorry team. And you know, I already went through the NFC, but oh, the Packers—they're just like you think you have to watch Aaron Rodgers. Well, you lied. You have to watch Aaron Jones, and I he know. just runs away. Talk about talk about big old surprise. It's and the Niners, the Niners—they're just kind of badass. Like just to put it bluntly, like like Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, whatever Bosa's there, Joey, I think. Is it Joey? Nick. Nick. It's Nick. I was right the first time. Nick Bosa and George Kittle might be the scariest two people in the entire NFL. George Kittle is the best fullback, tight end, uh, and running back in the league. Mike Vrabel. <laughs> Dude, the ref hit him. <laughs> yeah. I was going to make a joke about a player recently, but I'm not going to do it because he's definitely scarier. Yeah, let's move on. I know. There's a Netflix special. Oof. Yeah. Um, let's, oh, oh, that's, that's, let's moving not, on. Let's not, we, don't, we don't go into politics. Super Bowl predictions. Yeah. Politics. Real quick, before we, before we go go, make a Super Bowl predictions. This league is now a quote unquote passing passing league, right? That's that's what's been. It's been it's been all about the through the air, through the air, through the air. And now you see who's in the playoffs. It is a Niners team who has a three headed monster of a run game. You have the Packers who have not relied on on Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is probably gonna have to ball throw the ball like four times. Aaron, Aaron Jones has single handedly won games for that team yeah. during the regular season. And then you have Derrick Henry, who has single-handedly carried that entire franchise on his back. That might be a, 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 a in the last few years. That might be a hyperbole, but in my eyes, he's carried on his back. I'm not going to admit Tannehill anything yet. Better than Duck. Then you have the Chiefs, who I guess are the kind of. Colloquial just, face of the passing game because Andy, classic dip, 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 Andy Reid offense, like just all over the field. Dip, 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 dip. Yeah, dip, 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 dip. it's like a little Frogger. Yeah, it's like Frogger the game. Yeah, it's like uh, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, okay. okay. So what I wanted to say was real quick. Wait for ESPN. It's about what you have to say about how you know. Oh well. So Chip Kelly, there is. I read this tweet. It's going to be a little paraphrase because I don't remember it fully. But Chip Kelly said this a while back, talking about the evolution of football. Um, and people are like, oh, here's like this, this revolution of, of like offensive explosions with the passing game and everything. And Chip Kelly said something towards the effect of, it's not a revolution, it's an evolution. And as soon as something becomes popular, the opposite's going to evolve from it because that's, what's going to survive. And he, and, and that's what you're seeing with this Titans team. All these teams are built to stop the passing game. When you don't have a passing game and you have a running game, these teams can't stop you. That's what it so, comes down so to. So then, interesting uh, brain thought. What happens to the NBA if you have a whole bunch of threes as of late? Football the, is um, not basketball. I know, but... It but may, apples to banana oranges doesn't work. It doesn't? It no, doesn't work. I mean, there may be. I mean, there there's may be. so much less variance in basketball than there is in football. It's completely right. different. You can't compare. Well, the two. you don't think you don't think there's getting what's what's going to be the the. It's not going to be as quick as this was. The rebuttal. Oh, absolutely not. I don't think there will be. Because well, I mean, I think there's more there's more players on the on the field. You have to stack your team in a specific way, right? Yeah. If if one if one of your linebackers is strictly 
uh, you know, a, a downfield linebacker, he's not going to be able to stop the pass. You're going to need to go out yeah. there and try to stop the pass. Yada, yada, yada. Super Bowl, real quick. Super Bowl predictions. I'm going last. So I'm thinking. Uh, I'm going to go and the Niner, winner. Niners Chiefs. And winner? <sighs> Nine. Chiefs. Chiefs. Packers. Andy's going to get it. Andy is going to do it. Go, Andy. I want the Titans to do well. So I can't really lose depending on who comes to AFC. But come on, Andy. You can do it, buddy. You can do it, Andy. Chiefs over Packers in the Super Bowl. Oof. All right. We're gonna, after I say 30, that, we're going to move 32 to 27. We're going to move immediately on to my – That'd be a good – To game. Ziggy's rant. To, to my fan vote rant because I don't want to have to talk about what I'm about to say. I'm going to say Niners – over Titans. Not a brutal decimation, but they're going to shut down Derrick Henry. Tannehill's going to choke because he's actually not that good. And... Wait, wait. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Nick Bose is going to win the uh, Super Bowl MVP. I don't have a score for you. Mm, moving on. Special segment today. Zigzag Rants. Yeah, featuring every. So, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be ranting for a bit about the NBA fan vote and how much I absolutely hate that it exists. Um, I don't. I'm not against the idea of it, but I am against the fact that it takes a 50 percent of the vote. And I understand that the All Star Game is supposed to be a, a something about the fans and who the fans want to see. It's funny though the fans don't want to see it. Sorry, but the fans don't want. Yeah, the fans don't want to see it, and the fans just vote for players who are either huge in the media games, who are ginormous based on just popularity, or who are memes, right? And I understand why it's the fan vote is as crazy as it is right now, but what I don't understand is why. The NBA is allowing this to happen and have as much sway as it's having right now. Here's what I'm going to tell you. The, the most recent thing came out. Don, I'm going to take more than four minutes. I'm going to take about seven minutes. The, I'm going to have your input on this as well. The most recent All-Star voting came out, right? In the West, which is where it is the m- probably most egregious. Yeah. Your I've guards that, yeah. from top to bottom. Remember, you have, to refresh you, you have two guards and three front court from each Conference. conference that make it as well as the next seven highest vote getters that's your starters and then your reserves yeah. right guards in the west Doncic, harden lillard no arguments caruso what the hell yeah westbrook shouldn't should be on the top 10 shouldn't be number five no steph curry why he hasn't played a game this year why should he oh well, he has played a game this year but why should he be there right yeah he's donovan mitchell i get it he should be bottom end that makes sense devin booker i get it i get it yeah Ma- makes sense it, yeah. d'angelo russell why? No. Dude's played 20 games this year. No. 20-some games this year. He he shouldn't get it. The Warriors have the most uh, airtime of any team, right? Them and the, them and the, the Pelicans worst team and the, the Lakers. League. They're god-awful. And the only reason that people know his name is because, oh, he plays for the Warriors. They're on TV all the time. And I, he's in trade rumors right now. Right. John Morant is number 10. He should be getting a lot more respect than he yeah. has. Although he hasn't played every single game because he has been hurt for a period. And I'm okay with it's him being electric. number 10. Yeah. But the fact that nobody else on that Memphis team, which is a surprising team. Jaron Jackson. Right now, with Jaron Jackson Jr., with Brandon Clark, who has come off the bench but looks like a future all-star, as well as John Morant, that team should have more players in the conversation if these 
If I see Curry, if I see Caruso, if I see Carmelo Anthony, Kristaps Porzingis, if I see fucking Paul George in there as well, who shouldn't be there. He's played 20 games. There should be a minimum number of games you should have to play. Minutes, too. Minutes. Minutes. We'll say minutes. It's minutes per a, game a, or something. A, a minimum num- amount of game time you should have played to, you know, be eligible. Right? The fact that Alex Caruso is even on that list is it, a freaking joke. It, I, honestly, it makes me hate the Lakers I even more. I feel bad for Caruso because he didn't like ask for this or anything. He doesn't care, dude. He's taking the Kuzma well, route. Really not that exactly, great of a player. Just sitting there and soaking it up because he's in L.A. Well, he's, he can't be out there and be like, you know, I, I think it'd be, it'd be a cool thing if he was like, I don't deserve this. I'm going to turn down this spot. right? I don't get enough play time or anything. He ain't, though. I don't think he will because he plays in L.A. I I just it's it's not like he's asking for it. It's just become kind of a cult behind him, and it frustrates you know me as the average NBA fan, right? Who cares a lot about you know sports and such that just people getting shafted all the time. Brandon Ingram. I was just gonna say Brandon Ingram, and is, I don't even. Is, Ingram is, is balling. He just yeah. dropped forty nine last night. And a game winner. Well, almost. It was almost game winner, and and but he had game winning free throws. He is ninth in the front court, in the West. He is. He has half as many votes as Paul George, and Paul George is not having a statistically great year because he hasn't played that much, right? I mean, when he's played well, he's been he's been all right. He's been good. That doesn't mean that that qualifies you for being an All Star. I'm sick of it, absolutely sick of it. Melo shouldn't be there as well. That's another meme. Kristaps Porzingis has looked decent. But because Dallas has got a lot of airtime as well, because with Luka, he's become, you know, another guy. Like, kind of the same situation as Devin Booker. Absolutely shouldn't be there. I understand LeBron, uh, AD, and, 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 and Kawhi. Jokic should not have as few votes as he does. He has 900,000. No, yeah, he shouldn't have as few. I thought you said as many. No, right? Jokic has yeah, 900,000. No, Kawhi has 3 million, and that is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Going to the East. Giannis, Pascal, Joel, Jimmy. I understand that. Jimmy yeah. might be a little high because his shooting and everything hasn't been there. His creativity and his playmaking has been there. Right. I understand it from that perspective. I think people see the name and vote for Jimmy. Jason Tatum is five. Taco Fall, God bless. That's a joke. Should not be six. It's because Boston. Jason just, Tatum should not be five either. He should be in the record. top ten. But he should not be five. He should not be five. Jalen Brown's playing arguably better than yes, him. Yes, no, he is. Jalen Brown's guard. Oh. Uh, Bam Adebayo, uh, he should be in the top ten. Yeah, I'm yes, okay with that. Yeah, Gordon Hayward, he has I had a good flashes, but that's another thing that's just pushed by Boston. Yeah, he could be fringe top ten, not top ten. I don't even think he could be. Demonis, Demonis, look at his numbers. He's had like a, a pretty good year. Demonis Sabonis should not have uh, one sixth of the amount of votes. Sorry about that. Dylan's mic fell from uh, the top of Mount Vesuvius. DeMontis Sabonis should not have one-sixth of the amount of votes that Jason Tatum has under no circumstances. DeMontis no, Sabonis has, I think it's like the second-highest PER, the second-highest value really well added yeah. in the, of, of any frontcourt player yeah. in the East. And he is ninth right now in the poll. He should be an all-star. And I know he will be voted highly by the players and such, but he should absolutely be uh, up in the conversation. Drummond as well, who statistically is averaging... Like two or three more rebounds than anybody else in the league. He's also averaging almost two blocks and two steals, which is absolutely insane. And the only one that's doing that, he should be higher in the conversation too. Why is Taco Fall have twice as many stuff as him? Trey Young, I understand why that's the top, but he shouldn't be the top. Kemba should be the top, in my opinion. Kyrie has played 14 games or something this year. He is the number two overall vocator. 
That is absolutely ridiculous. And that probably pisses me off just as much as Alex Caruso does. D-Rose, I understand it. He's had a good year. But he shouldn't, I don't know if he's he, an he shouldn't have a million. I, I could see him as an all-star, as a reserve. He shouldn't have a million and a half. He shouldn't. Okay. He shouldn't have a. He shouldn't be the fourth high. Seven straight games of twenty. Points. Okay, there you go. Mike, Mike was not. Uh, Dylan said that he's had seventeen straight games of twenty. Seven straight games of twenty points or higher. Sure. And he's playing very well. He's playing the best he's probably been playing. Yes, since. and I don't think he is the fourth best guard in the East. No. I think that Zach Levine deserves a spot more than he does. I think yes. that Kyle Lowry deserves a spot just as much as he does. Yes. Zach Levine is the sixth highest vote getter. He has. Less than half as many votes as Kyrie Irving, and that's absolutely ridiculous to me. He has been carrying single-handedly that Chicago team to a potential with a loser of a coach. Eight seed, absolutely. Jalen Brown, he should be. I'm okay with him being up there. He's had a great season. Ben Simmons is the eighth, number eight in the in the East guard. Makes no sense. He's behind Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Kyle Lowry, Derrick Rose, Kemba Walker, Kyrie Irving, Trey Young. He should be. Top two vocator. Dude's going to be defensive player of the year. Exactly. You should, if, if you're in the conversation for a player of the year award, offensive, defensive, he, he will end up being probably... That's just because everybody hates him, though. That's the thing. And that's why the fan vote's stupid. It's so stupid. Bradley Beal should be higher than he is. Because uh, he's, again, carrying Washington to some sort of relevancy. Fred Van Vliet started off well, has dropped off into absolute nothingness, and is just being carried by the entire country of Canada to a potential vote. Where is the respect for Eric Bledsoe? Where's the respect for Chris Middleton? God damn it, where's the respect for Spencer Dinwiddie? Yeah, Spencer, no, Dinwiddie Spencer Dinwiddie has, has also, while the Nets have not been awesome, he's been carrying them. If we're talking about Jalen yeah. Brown and Fred Van Vliet, Evan Fournier has played better in most statistical categories as well as the advanced metrics in a contract year, I believe, than either Jalen Brown or Fred Van Vliet. I even know I even like that. in the front court, even like Jared Allen. Jared Pure Allen, he, I looked at him as well, but... No, he just not. hasn't played enough minutes, that's, I think, that's, to, to that's, make it That's happen. understandable, but he should be getting yeah. more respect Yet. in the conversation. Taco fall. Exactly. It's like those kind of – it's just – it's ridiculous. <laughs> CP3 should at least be top 10. He's dragging that team. Absolutely, absolutely. Him and Shea Well, him, him and Shai or Shea and Dennis Schroeder's had a great year, as well as Steven Adams has had a baller of a year, but he should not be in that OKC picture nonetheless. DeRozan should also be top ten if we're basing this such like just based only on stats and not on scheme or anything else that's going on in the up and down Spurs world. DeRozan should be top ten. I I I don't I just don't know why. Where's Rudy Gobert as well? I didn't even, I don't maybe remember saying his name. Yeah, but I'm saying based on players in the West and based on the people I named, if those players are there, why isn't somebody who's been a perennial All Star who has gotten recognition for his defensive prowess? Why isn't he there? I I I have I'm just I'm just blown away. Oh, also Dwight Howard's in the top ten as well. He's had a great comeback year. Shout out Dwight Howard and Markel Fultz for like kind of re re creating themselves, revamping themselves um, to kind of fit this this year's NBA or the modern NBA. But at the same time, they he should not be top ten. Still doesn't shoot the ball. No, but but he. I want him to succeed, but he still doesn't shoot the ball. He 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 is applying his playmaking a lot better. And he it's is, the same thing he did in Philadelphia. But he's doing it. I don't. He's doing it because there's no good he's players still on his shooting, team. He's still shooting like thirty percent from three. When no, he's that. shooting twenty five. Okay, that rounds up to thirty. Well, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because then Ben Simmons fifty percent rounds up to a hundred. So no, it doesn't. He's, it doesn't. he's only attempted two. Uh, I think it was six. Three. Well, two actual actual three point shots. Not one one heave. Which both were a hundred percent in. But no, dude, Fultz is really not doing that much better. He's just. 
he's just more open. But he still can't shoot the ball. He didn't fix anything. He just is playing now. But and I, I want him to succeed, but it's the truth. I want to disagree with you, honestly, because I think that starting – okay. I watched start, every game Fultz played in this beginning. Sure, and I've watched, doing I've the watched same thing. my fair share of Orlando games this year um, because I, that's why I'm talking about Fournier so highly. And I haven't talked about Vooch because Vooch was hurt. That's why I'm not including Vucevic. I honestly think Fultz could – I know, without a jumper, still revamp and still become a, a viable starter. With, with his length and his explosiveness and his just pure athleticism, he's – Essentially, again, again, this is a very, very rough, loose comparison, and there's miles, miles between them. If you take Giannis, who developed his game from the inside out, did not have anything resorting a jumper when he came into the yeah, league. but Fultz did. You're missing the point. That's what, what what I was saying is that he's not doing anything different than when he got in the league, except for shooting worse. That's my point. What I'm, but no, that, that's that, but that's not my my point. Is not saying he's shooting. My point is saying that he's using. This opportunity in Orlando to create a spot in the league, and I think that if he if he just focuses on chucking, chucking, and trying to cre- like pull his shot back out of nothing, it's not going to go well for him. I think he needs to focus on what he can do good and get confident in that, and hopefully that confidence translates to his shot. I know his shots is broken nonetheless, but you got to start somewhere. But again, you're missing. He was doing that in Philadelphia too. And you guys and you guys couldn't afford that, and you let him go. But I think it's I it's good for him. But I'm saying he hasn't improved. He's doing exactly what he's doing in Philadelphia. He's putting up with more time. But he has more time now. It's different. It's the same thing. I I quantify. I will. I'm going to say that, that I believe that he has improved. And I, you, and, I, okay. And, and, if we're if we're taking he has, shooting, he has not improved from when he entered the league. He is a worse player than when he entered the league. But he improved from when he was on the Sixers. But he's not doing anything special. You can't argue with that. I think he's doing. I'm not saying he's always oh, not doing anything special. I'm not saying that he's doing anything special. That he's gonna. He's going to warrant a All Star vote or anything like that. I just thought about Dwight, who has kind of started we should have this conversation on the next one and and remade it. Yeah, we we will have more to talk about on the next episode. We are pushing pushing time, and uh, your boy here's got to get to work. So, final thoughts. What are we looking forward to over the next week before football? We make it happen next week. Uh, Temple Ultimate Frisbee. Getting better and practicing and playing more. And practicing in the wind. In the wind and 22 mile per hour wind. I'm excited for real though because I'm trying to, ball. Trying, to, trying, to ball, trying to ball my bros. Absolutely. Uh, what am I looking forward to? Dude, I got nothing. I don't know. I was going to say football because everybody's excited for football. I want to say something different. Football. It's Chelsea game this weekend. That's always a safe bet for me. Can't Can't hate it. Alrighty, if you guys would want to follow us on our socials, we'd appreciate it. At underscore cherry picking on Instagram and Twitter. Link is in the description. Also, remember 20% off using discount code cherry for your next adventure with Gotham Escape Rooms. Go to GothamEscapeRoom.com for details. Appreciate you all sticking around. Bye. See you on the flip side.